Welcome to the Friends with Money podcast, brought to you by Money Magazine, creating financial freedom for Australians since 1999. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Friends with Money, Money Magazine's podcast to help you earn, save, and achieve your financial goals. My name is Tom Watson, a senior journalist here at Money Magazine, and as always, it's great to be with you. I'm sure a lot of people listening will uh, feel the same way, but I always find that the uh, the start of a new financial year is a pretty good time to take stock of my finances, to check in on my budget, my savings, my investments, just to, uh, I guess, just see how things are traveling. So in the spirit of mid-year check-ins, we're going to be doing one of our own today. But rather than uh, checking in on my own finances, which would uh, probably be pretty painful for everyone listening, uh, we're going to be doing something a lot more interesting, which is having a look at how the share market has performed so far this year and how it's shaping up for the rest of 2023. And ready to lend his expertise on the topic, I'm pleased to say that we are joined today by Chief Investment Officer at Tiger Brokers Australia, Brett Reynolds. Brett, welcome to Friends With Money. Thanks for having me, Tom. You are very welcome. Um, Brett, I guess, first things first, how have, you know, the Australian and and international markets performed so far in, uh, in 2023? Well, Australia's up 3%. It's really underperformed the US. Uh, it's the international shares, the NASDAQ, the tech stocks there that have really performed. But they had they had a really tough time in 22. Mm. Meta, Amazon, Apple have all really performed well. I, you've mentioned a couple of, uh, of companies there, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm interested broadly both in the Australian and the international sense of, in, as to which industries and you know other companies have have stood out in particular either for i guess how well they performed or you know because they've done relatively poor aside from the ones that you've mentioned brad are, are there any others that have have stood out uh well last year it was the coal stocks mm. uh, and they've fallen out of favor now the coal prices come back down but that that was a huge performer last year they were just printing cash and, and uh, other energy stocks and and the energy sector in in general last year as well, I imagine. Well, now we've uh, AGL came up with an uh, upgrade the other day. Origins got a bid on the table for them. So, yeah, that's that's another sector that looks very interesting. And how about the retail side of things, Brett? Obviously, you know, the inflation is biting, cost of living is biting. How, how have, I guess, companies in, in that sector kind of held up throughout the year so far? There's been a few downgrades in that sector, so I, I, I think that that's a sector to avoid. You know, I'm a pretty casual investor myself, but you know, as a result of that, I'm I'm always interested in what other investors are up to. So, can, can you give us an, uh, any idea of what the most traded stocks have been on the uh, on the Tiger Brokers platform so far this year? Ah, uh, Pilbara Lithium stocks. Uh, a lot of banks, uh, and they've been trading international shares. And anything in particular on the on the international front is is it the tech stocks that you're talking about, the kind of familiar yeah. names that that we've come to know over the past couple of years, or yeah, they're household names. So you got your Amazon, Meta, Apple, Microsoft. A lot of the uh, a lot a lot of the big ones. It's interesting you talked about uh, Pilbara there. Uh, is is that just uh, you know? As a result of people's, I guess, burgeoning interest in in in, in lithium and and the yeah, knowledge yeah. that that's just going to be such a a big kind of sector in the, in the future. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that people j- just want to get on to, to lithium. I, uh, I <laughs> I've definitely got a few friends who are who are interested in, in that themselves. Um, uh, th- th- I guess that's a look back, right? But but I guess turning our attention towards the future now, and and bearing in mind that you obviously don't have a crystal ball, how do you think things are going to play out? in the markets over the next six months or so? And, and I guess, what are going to be the, the major factors um, influencing things, I guess, at a macro level? I, I, th- I think now people have got used to where, where the rates are. So people are getting more and more comfortable now. These rates are going to stay in, at these levels. Mm. So I, I, I think banks will do well. The resources will do well. With rates, these levels, they've just gone back to the long-term average. Mm. You've got to realise as well, the market's probably only, the Australian market's probably only 5% off its all-time high. Which is kind of crazy to think about given the volatility that we've had over the past couple of years. Do do you expect that volatility to continue though? Or you think we're in for a bit more smooth sailing? Yeah, you can t- tell the volatility's really dropped off. So we're going to be, be a much more stable environment. Before we let you go, Brett, I'm interested to uh, to tap into, I guess, a bit of your the wisdom that you've uh, acquired over the years. Do you have any tips uh, or, or or a bit of wisdom for uh, for investors that you'd like to leave us with? Diversification. Have a diverse portfolio. Never have uh, more than five percent in one stock. Of your portfolio, and uh, does that extend to looking at things like ETFs, or are you a fan of holding individual companies? An ETF's fine. It's it's pretty hard to outperform the index, but retail investors don't really want to outperform the index. They just uh, they want yield, whatever suits their personal needs. But as I said, if I was an investor, I'd always have mostly my portfolio in blue chips. And, and and for people that don't know, Brett, what do you mean by uh, by blue chips, especially in the Australian context? Larger market cap companies, so your BHPs, your banks, CSL, Telstra, all the uh, all the big ones that pro- people are probably relatively uh, familiar with if they haven't yeah. bought them already. Brett, I think that's probably a wonderful place to leave things there for uh, for today. So thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on in another six months to uh, to see how things actually did pan out in the end. All right, thanks, Tom. Before we go, don't forget that if you enjoy listening to Friends with Money, we'd love you to spread the word by recommending it to someone you know. Or you can leave us a glowing review on your podcast platform of choice, if it lets you. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button to make sure that you don't miss out on our future episodes. You can also shoot through any questions, comments, or even topic suggestions you'd love us to explore in the future to our dedicated email, which is podcast at moneymag.com.au. And last of all, you can keep up to date with all the latest financial news on our website by heading over to moneymag.com.au. That's it for this episode of the Friends with Money podcast, though, but we'll be right back in your feeds next week. I'm Tom Watson. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Friends with Money podcast. For credible, independent and easy to understand financial commentary, visit moneymag.com.au. Please remember that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and further independent advice and research based on your personal circumstances should be sought before making an investment decision.